I'm gonna share with you two things that I do every single day, and one of them I'm confident you haven't heard before. This topic actually came up because this happened the other day. There's three of us friends who have been together since college, and we don't see each other as much anymore because one moved a little further away and we all have kids. Um, however, we meet once or twice a year. Recently, I got a text message from the other two saying that they planned a little girl's overnight trip and were inviting me along. Immediately, I felt like, why wasn't I part of the planning? Why didn't I know about this? I don't know if that date works in my schedule. I can't just drop everything and leave. And do they always talk without me? Are they better friends than I am? Why am I being invited like an outsider? And even as I say all this, I don't like how petty this sounds. I don't like how insecure this sounds. But it's funny how when you view yourself one way in a relationship and then something else happens, you start to question things. And so I was able to gather more information and find out that they actually do talk often just the two of them and so this kind of came up and they decided to plan it and they knew I had the smallest kids so usually I'm the one that's pretty variable in my availability to meet anyway and so it was very innocent um, however I couldn't believe how much it kept coming back to my mind and how it kind of sat there or then if I would get a text message from them there was this little bit of bitterness or hardness that was like oh sure now I'm good enough or now you want to check in on me or now you care Again, I'm not proud of this. So when I talk about two things that I do every day, they both are found actually in the Lord's Prayer as a daily action that he gave to us. And I've found ways to work them into my life so that I'm sure that they're happening daily. So the one that relates to this story is every day when I'm doing the dishes, or for me, it's loading the dishwasher, I ask the Lord to help me forgive any offenses in my life. Really quickly, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Trades of Hope. I am so proud of this partnership because we're helping women around the world break free from poverty and earn a fair wage for their family. And they make the most beautiful handcrafted jewelry, handbags, and home decor. Right now, you'll receive a free gift with your purchase of $75 or more. So thank you so much for your support of this podcast and women around the world when you shop Trades of Hope. Find the link in the show notes or in the description below. So usually what happens in the evening, we have dinner, we play with the kids, you know, and get them changed and ready for bed. And my husband is typically the one that puts the older kids down. So that leaves me in the kitchen doing the, you know, dinner and daily cleanup. And so when I'm loading the dishwasher, it actually provides an opportunity for almost a tiered forgiveness response. Because I look at like the silverware, we have a tray for the silverware at the very top of our dishwasher. And that's like, the tiniest little things. Sometimes that's even forgiving ourselves. Like, oh, I forgive myself for getting the kids to school late today, or I forgive myself for snapping at them or the dog. <laughs> I, um, I forgive someone else for making me late today or something that was just maybe an inconvenience. Um, and then the second, like the main rack on top, which is usually like where the cups and smaller bowls and things go, that's where I put the things that I know we're going to be able to reconcile. So this is where I would put the, the little kind of misunderstanding that I had with my girlfriends. This is where I would, as I'm loading those coffee cups and little snack bowls for the kids, say, Lord, I forgive my friends. I understand that they were just really looking forward to some quality time away and that they had no bad intentions toward me. 
they love me, they want to spend time with me, I forgive this misunderstanding, and I kind of move forward with life. Now, it doesn't mean that it might not pop back up the next day when I get a text message that hits me a little funny and I'm still questioning my place in that relationship, for example. So it doesn't mean that the next day and even the next day and the next day when I'm loading the coffee cups, I might not be declaring forgiveness, releasing forgiveness for the same things. Sometimes forgiveness is a process. But again, that main middle rack is where I kind of put the things that we're going to reconcile. We're going to work through this. Now, the bottom rack, when you get to the bigger things like any pots and pans that are going to go in there, that's where I consider the bigger things that have hit my heart and that I don't necessarily have the power to resolve on my own. So for example, I can't maybe communicate with that person and have them ask for my forgiveness. It's more of a hurt that I just have to choose to forgive. Or it might be something that happened a long time ago and there's just absolutely no ability for that person to forgive. And so this is where I put the major offenses. And these are the things I feel like, again, seeing it as something heavier or larger like a pot and pan helps me to recognize like this was a big deal. Like the hurt and pain that it caused was real. And so I'm not saying that any of that is okay. Okay, and I'm not even rushing my heart in its own healing process. But what I'm doing then every day is I'm giving that back to the Lord. I'm releasing forgiveness. I'm choosing to forgive. And I'm asking for his grace and his mercy in the situation to help my heart and for his healing and peace as well. And then what happens? You put the dishwashing soap in there. You press the cycle. You close the door and you leave it there. And that's where I use a John Eldridge quote that says, I give everyone and everything to you, Lord. And this creates kind of a peaceful evening ritual where you're just kind of like hashing out the day, but I do it in association with dishes because it's also like kind of this idea of cleaning or cleansing of way some of those difficult things. Now, if you don't do the dishes in the evening or you don't do them at all, this could be when you're washing your face, brushing your teeth, or even taking a shower. But again, I love some of the imagery associated with some of the different utensils and pieces of dishware that help us to associate the magnitude of these events in our lives. So what did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer that we should be gleaning for our own lives every single day? When the disciples were asking him how to pray, this is in Matthew 6, he gave this response. He said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. They want to be seen. They want to get their recognition from men. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your kitchen. Close the door. Open up the dishwasher <laughs> and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And he says, this is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the first part of the Lord's prayer is about focusing our hearts and everything in us on the Lord and his magnitude and his goodness. So I'm going to talk about that in habit number two. But we're on the topic of forgiveness right now. So the, the prayer model continues on. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So the second part of the Lord's Prayer, you can see, is based on our daily needs for provision from the Lord. Give us today our daily bread. Lord, I am acknowledging that you are the one that provides for all of my physical needs. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is showing us how important forgiveness is in our lives. In fact, the verse continues on or the chapter continues on in verse 14. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And the actual like very literal translation here is... Forgive us our sins in proportion as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So Jesus is saying in the most plainest possible language that if we forgive others, God will forgive us. But if we refuse to forgive others, God will actually refuse to forgive us. So it's really clear that if we pray this petition with any unforgiveness in our heart or any unsettled quarrel in our lives, we're asking God not to forgive us. This is massive. This is hard. You know, it it kind of brings home how important forgiveness is, but most importantly, relationships are in our life. Because if we just back this up a little bit, we've been reading in Matthew 6, but if we go to Matthew 5, it says, uh, this is Matthew 5, 23. If you are offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. So in the previous passage, we see that our ability to forgive is related to the Lord's ability to forgive us. In this passage, we're seeing if there's anything in our heart, in a relationship with someone else in the body, that that will actually keep us from pure worship to the Lord. Or it continues on, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still with him, or he may hand you over to the judge. So even with someone who's completely against you and has done something against you, just work quickly with him to get it resolved. And then like for your enemies, it says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is actually what the the rabbis taught. They taught that if someone was against you, you could actually, and especially if they were of a different religion or race, you could push them into a ditch. That's how you treated your enemies. And so what Jesus is saying, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. So he's talking about our relationship with the Lord based on how well we can get over things that are done against us and love others. This feels so impossible. The, all of these commands put together feel so difficult. But what the invitation is, is that daily we are meeting with Jesus. Daily we are handing over to him the burdens that we're not meant to carry. The hurts in our heart that if we let them stay will only cause our own hearts to become sick and bitter and can actually cause physical unhealth and other really difficult things in our life. And so the Lord is saying, come to me every single day. Pray in this way. Lord, I am asking that you would help me to forgive those who have sinned against me, Lord, and that you would also forgive me. 
every single day. And so again, that's why I love this habit of working it into our daily routine by associating it with washing the dishes. And one thing that I want to emphasize when it comes to forgiveness, again, I just want to validate that many of us have very big things in our life, that heavy cast iron pan that was a very significant hurt that that person has no ability to reconcile with us. And those things can be very difficult to heal. But I do want to encourage you in that daily process of asking the Lord, help me forgive, help me to release any anger or hurt that I feel, heal my heart, Lord, and I and help me to pray sincerely and love and bless that person, understanding that this is a process. And again, each day we can ask for his help and make a little more progress in that transaction. The last thing I want to talk about on forgiveness before we head on to the second thing that I do every single day is to emphasize that one of the greatest skills we can learn in life is learning to understand and give the benefit of the doubt. There's always a reason why people do something that they do. It could be, you know, they're acting out of their own hurt and pain in their lives. Uh, It could be that they didn't have all of the information or that they didn't mean whatever was said or what happened the way that it did. You know, again, the small example with my friends, they never intended to hurt or slight me or to cause me to question my place in our relationship. They simply were just trying to plan a fun getaway for the three of us. And so learning to slow down and say, I don't have all of the information here. Or I wonder if it's because they're also going through this right now. You know, it releases the other person, but it also helps our heart not to take everything so hard and so seriously. And so in the forgiveness process, learning to let other people off the hook a little bit, or maybe honestly, Maybe they are terrible, you know, and they did mean to hurt you. But understanding again that that's coming from a source of hurt and pain in their lives. And we can't control all of that. All we can do is take care of ourselves, keep ourselves from ruminating thoughts, from letting these feelings build, and from having a constant source of unforgiveness in our lives. We're going to get right back to the conversation, but I want to take 30 seconds to tell you about my small group. It's a private membership community where like-minded women like me and you get together to study the Bible, pray, and grow in godly living. So if you've been looking for a group of like-minded women where we can grow in our faith together and encourage each other on, I want to invite you to join us. We have our very own app where we can check in throughout the week. I pop in most days and say hello, and we can have private one-to-one conversations. Plus, every Saturday morning, we get together live for guided Bible study or prayer. If this is your season to grow in your faith with other awesome women, I want to invite you to join us. Find more details in the show notes or in the description below. All right. Habit number two, this happens every morning when I'm getting ready for the day. I have this prayer taped up in my closet and I'm going to make it available to you too in the show notes or in the description below. And it's a prayer of Psalm 31. Psalm 31 has a lot to do with seeing the Lord as our refuge, with him identifying with us in our pain and also leading us throughout the day. So I feel like this is a really good Psalm to help recenter at the start of the day. So again, I'm going to go back to the Lord's prayer and how it starts out. It starts out, Our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we start out our father in heaven, father here, the word that Jesus used was the equivalent of daddy. And so he was establishing the intimate relationship that we have with our daddy in heaven. I know sometimes I even feel uncomfortable saying it that way because it feels like it lacks reverence or seriousness, but Jesus wanted us to see this is our good and loving dad in heaven. He approaches us with pleasure, with joy, with happiness in his eyes, and he loves to meet with us, especially first thing in the day. Hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed means holy or set apart. It's like the good China. So hallowed be your name means, Lord, you are so big. You are so good. You are so majestic. And you are all powerful in my life. So I acknowledge your lordship in my life. And then your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This also could be rendered, come your kingdom be done your will on earth as it is in heaven. And here we're acknowledging the spiritual kingdom that Jesus ushered in. When Jesus came, he kept saying the kingdom of God is at hand, which means close by. And so we're saying, Lord, come your kingdom, be done your will. Let it be right here on earth as it is in heaven. And help me to be aware of that spiritual reality as I go about my day today. So I find that having this prayer posted in the closet when I'm changing and getting ready in the morning is the perfect way to start my day by focusing on the Lord. And I find that this helps me then when all the other things that come up through the day, I've already established that I am connected to him, that he is Lord, that he is my provision. So the beginning of the prayer says, in you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Please turn your ear to me and come quickly to my rescue. You are my rock and my fortress. And I just love how this positions our hearts, especially as we hear the news, if we hear difficult things that are happening in our family members or coworkers or neighbors' lives. It helps us to remember that I am hidden in the Lord. I have taken refuge in him. He is my protection. He is my provider and I am safe in him. And it goes on. It says, keep me free from the traps that are set for me. I am glad and I rejoice in your love for you see my my affliction and know the anguish in my soul. You will not give me into the hands of my enemy. You will set my feet in a safe place. So again, just reiterating the place of security that we have in the Lord. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. This is acknowledging any pain or disappointment that we might be experiencing in our lives and knowing that he's there to bring comfort and that he genuinely cares. But I trust in you, Lord. I will always say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Let your face shine on me, O Lord. Help me to receive your unfailing love. And so again, just positioning our hearts with our loving Father and helping to receive his goodness and his love over us. And then at the end, it just ends with, may I be a source of light and love to the world around me, that I would reflect your goodness and be kept in your peace. Bless me, lead me, and guide me today.
And so then after that, it just has a couple of prayer prompts. It says, thank you for, because when we take a moment to acknowledge what the Lord has done for us, we're actually stirring up gratitude in our hearts, which leads us into worship. And it helps us to grow in our faith, acknowledging again, what the Lord has done for us, and also to remember his goodness. So there's just a couple little lines to say, Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for my good health. Thank you for the ways that you're providing for me. Thank you for the safety, the shelter, and the peace that I live in. And then lastly, it says, I pray for. And this is the place for you to unburden your heart before the day even gets started. I pray for my son who is struggling in school. I pray for the deadline that I'm not sure I can make but I know that if you help me, I will at work. I pray for that strained relationship with my sister or whoever. Lord, I pray for the salvation of my lost loved one that's weighing on my heart right now. Lord, I pray for our political leaders as they consider this important bill or pass this law right now. So this is a place just to unburden a couple of things that are weighing on your heart. And then at the end, again, we end with the same thing. Lord, I give everyone and everything to you. We are acknowledging that we are not made to carry the weight of the world and all of the cares and concerns around us. We are acknowledging that he's a good father, that he loves us, that his yoke is well-fitted and that his burdens in him, his burdens are light. And so Again, we're posturing ourselves at the beginning of the day, just acknowledging our need and our position in the Lord. And so these are two habits that I've established that I feel like have really helped to keep my heart light and my path straight. I feel like when I focus on the Lord first thing in the morning like this, I do feel more sensitive to his promptings throughout the day and more sure of his voice in my life. And then that habit of just keeping a short account of hurts and little offenses in my life has really helped me to keep my heart clear and free from bitterness. Again, I, and I feel like what happens, the more you make that habit of releasing those offenses, you actually see how many little things can pile up throughout the day, but again, then have that opportunity to remove them completely. So I did do a YouTube video on this topic as well, and you can see me loading my dishwasher if it's helpful or to just hear this concept again. Also, the free principle with the, the prayer for your closet is available in the show notes or in the description below. And I would love to hear any other daily practices that you have or ways that you have incorporated this type of prayer or even choosing to forgive into your own life. So Father, I just thank you for this time. Lord God, I pray that you would help us to keep short accounts. Lord God, that you would help us to release forgiveness freely, that you would help us to forgive so that you might forgive us. And Father, that you would help us to mend any breaches in relationship with any in the body, whether it's their doing or ours, Father, that you would help us to care deeply about the connections within your beloved body, Lord God.
And Father, I pray that you would help us to center our hearts and our minds and our days around you, that we would seek you first, Lord God, that we would be grounded in you. And Father, that we would be aware of your presence throughout the day. So Father, I pray for the grace and the discipline to incorporate habits of prayer, of Bible study, Lord, of fellowship, of worship into our lives, Lord, that we would be more grounded in you, Father, and that our lights would shine brightly to the world around us. So I bless each one of us now in Jesus' name. Amen.